What's going on, beautiful people? I, would, I hope you're having a great morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time of day it is. I just hope it's fantastic. Uh, this is episode three of Mental with Titan. Uh, it's a podcast talking about uh, mental health, men's mental health specifically. And with the month of November, Movember, um, talking about men's mental health, raising awareness, uh, both financially, have a big goal of raising $10,000 within the month. Wow. Big goal, really, really intimidating. Um, but also just bringing um, awareness, great conversations, really excited how um, it's been going. A lot of great conversations every day so far, just about men's mental health, questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. It's been really just cool. Awesome. And um, with this episode, I have another amazing guest, Mr. Gary Martinez, digital marketer for Level Up Agency. Um, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Doing yeah. good. Glad to be here. I'm excited to see you know what, what comes of this. And yeah. I, it's new to me. I've never heard of it before, but... Yeah, I'm glad I can even be a part of it. Oh, it looks like you're going to here for you. It looks like you're ready to go. I was actually just getting lazy, yeah. so oh, well, I, hey. I was like, hey, it works perfect. Hey, sure, I like it. Yeah. It's meant to be. Yeah, I'm actually going to shave this, uh-huh. but I'm leaving just the, stash. the stash. Yeah, okay. yeah. I told yeah. my wife I would, so I'm doing uh, it. <laughs> I, I was like hesitant at first. Well, I, I'm not hesitant. I was like, ah, how am I going to look? And I'm like, the second day, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of yeah. liking it. It looks good. Yeah, I'm like, yeah it works for you, bro. I'm like, I think I might need to be, be a baseball player or something like that. Just oh, like, shoot. Oh, shoot. No one's ready for that. Uh-huh. 2022 is going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I wanted to just, you to come on specifically because um, just the great conversations we've had. I've only known you for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, going to get to know you a lot more over the coming years, months, time, mm-hmm. uh, knowing you. And um, But every conversation has always just been um, great, genuine, and... Uh, just really open and honest like not like other conversations i normally have just cool. like half-assed in it mm-hmm. <laughs> so i really just appreciate it awesome and, um, same bro you know we're gonna just deep dive right into this conversation is that cool absolutely ready Let's, all right so first question heavy one um did you know that every minute a gentleman passes away from suicide so what are your initial thoughts when, when you hear that um there's definitely a pandemic and I know we're in a COVID pandemic right now, but there's an even deeper or um, a more deathly pandemic that is going around um, within men. And we see it all the time. I mean, um, we all probably know somebody who's committed suicide as sad as that is. Um, When I was in high school at Ripon, Ripon High in 2009, the year after me that graduated, there was three suicides. And one of them was my really close friends. Mm-hmm. And so you talk to somebody else and chances are someone that they knew has you know, committed suicide. And so it's a problem. But even further than that, what's, what's the deep-rooted issue? There's always something underlying that comes with that mm-hmm. that tends to get swept under the rug. And so when I hear it, unfortunately, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Those statistics are probably, yeah, right on. And it's very sad, yeah. right? Because you never know who's dealing with something that could cause them to... You know take that leap and mm-hmm. so yeah it's definitely yeah like what i would expect right uh-huh. unfortunately but it's very sad that's not funny but like i interesting because i think this thought the same thing is like mm-hmm. it was a heavy thing to hear and or uh, read but i was also like makes sense makes sense yeah and um for me personally uh going through life i've attempted a few times and mm. On, uh, every once in a while I still have my suicidal thoughts that come to mind mm. and I've just been battling with it for close to near a decade now mm. and um, so when I hear that stuff I'm like okay one I don't feel like I'm alone anymore like it yeah. kind of like okay it's not normal to feel like that mm. in a sense of like 
I wish there's more things that made us not feel like that, but it's also like, okay, hey, there's someone else that feels that same way as mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you say that you, after you graduated, you after you graduated high school, you knew three people that passed away, or knew of three people, one of them being your friends, mm-hmm. um, that passed away from suicide. Mm-hmm. Literally the year after, I was um, very blessed to go to school in Hawaii, and I vividly remember two conversations I had while there of two guys passing away mm-hmm. that I graduated with. One who was actually a good friend of mine. And it's like, one, they were just so young. We're 18, 19 at the time. Yeah. Whole life ahead of you. Yeah. Right? yeah. We're baby. I'm still a baby now, but then <laughs> we're for sure babies. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, hear that, it's just like a heavy thing to hear. And to know that, one, what could I have done to do better mm-hmm. to like help them? But also, like, on that same note, that I was, especially at that time, in that same position, they were just the ones that did and I was so close to doing yeah. so myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's... um really powerful and to you know put into like perspective we've only just started this five minutes ago and mm-hmm. yeah, made it five people very good gone wow to just think about that that's tough yeah 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 when you put it like that it's crazy it, it's um heavy thought and this project and you know talking to someone like you um we can have a deep conversation and great one is that um it just puts into a viewpoint of like what's um I'm trying to collect my thought there with that is that um, why is it how is it and then um, the whole perspective shift on like uh, it as a whole especially when you're talking about graduating high school why so many young ones now have done that mm-hmm. that makes any sense yeah um, so going to like the next question is uh, do you which is kind of interesting I, I want to backtrack for a quick second with the guy that just came in recently, uh, mm-hmm. Michael, mm-hmm. who you had just met. Uh, he brought up uh, Robin Williams being such a positive and happy person mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. passed away from suicide. Yeah. And I asked Michael, because Michael's one of the bubbliest, nicest guys mm-hmm. I know, uh, and I asked him the same thing. I want to ask you, because you've always, every time I met you, you've always been a positive, happy, mm-hmm. smile on your face guy. Do you struggle with any sort of mental health? Um, I believe there's, um, there's spurts of it. And it's hard because, you know, life is rough and we, we may have things that we go through that cause us to f- fall into a depression or cause, cause us to get anxiety, right? I yeah. feel like that's one of the wider known things. That's what pretty much everyone deals with nowadays, especially the younger generation. It's cool to have anxiety, right? But um, I feel like, yeah, there's bits, there's, there's moments where it'll, it'll start to rise up in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to deal with it when I was a lot younger, I will say. Um, not so much now because of who I am in Christ and I'm going to get spiritual because yeah, that's, that's who I am. I'm a believer of God and I believe that he's the one that pulled me from a lot of that. Um, but still our flesh can get in the way and I feel like at times I will start to get into that but I know exactly when that starts to rise up uh, who I am in God and I know that he's delivered me from that and I don't have to deal with that because of who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but yeah, when I was younger, I was uh, pretty heavy, like you, yeah. right? You were, you came from being a chunky boy, and in, <laughs> if you see my high school pictures, it was, uh, I was 200 and close to 240 pounds. I'm 5'6", bro, you're a lot taller than me, yeah. right? So I was a heavy dude, so I had a lot of insecurities, uh-huh. a lot of uh, depression, and I would, didn't know who I was, and I was clinging to the wrong things, and I was just, you know, following super heavy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I dealt with it big time. Um, that's why I kind of, you know, leaned to drugs and whatnot. Um, so for a lot of years, I didn't know exactly who I was um, until I decided to come back to God. I knew him when I was younger, but I went away for um, X amount of years, mm-hmm. right? 
and fell into some stuff. But um, coming back to God, uh, he reminded me who I was and that I don't have to deal with those things anymore. And so if that does tend to rise up or life becomes too much mm-hmm. um, or I become, you know, start to feel that depression setting in or I'm just, you know, life's not going the way I want it to or I feel like it should, yeah. um, I lean to God yeah. because he's ultimately the rock. He's the one that I can look to and say, okay, you know, that's not who you are. I've delivered you from that. Uh, you don't have to deal with this. And it says it in the scripture. I'll bring it up in a little bit. But um, you can call to him whenever you feel like it's just too much. And mm-hmm. he, ta- he takes it away. And so um, that's personally what I, I think I might have answered the next yeah. question maybe. But, um, yeah, I would say to sum all that up, at times, yeah, absolutely. I feel like all of us can or are subject to it at some yeah. point, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I like that and uh, thank you for bringing up um, this idea about being a follower of Christ and a man of Christ is mm-hmm. uh, I know we're going to get that in the next thing mm-hmm. and uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that in detail so I really appreciate that yeah. and um, that you know you have a foundation set um, on following faith and you know that God's the one that's helping you mm-hmm. through times and through your hard times and you know when you feel like you're falling off for lack of a better term mm-hmm. um, you know you always go back to him yeah. you know that at the end of the day he's still your rock yeah. it's not Dwayne <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's motivational for sure but he's not the one no he's not the one <laughs> he's good for quotes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. so it's uh, really cool and I think that um, that you bring it up and I really appreciate that because I want to talk a little bit more about that. the next question mm. is uh, like so uh what are the three things that you do to help ease your mental health or like action steps you um, implement in your own life? Okay, so number one for sure would be prayer. Like that's just right off the bat. Whenever yeah. I feel like it's too much and I don't mm-hmm. know what to do, yeah. I need I need discernment and so I'll pray, I'll bring it to God. And mm-hmm. uh, he gives you wisdom and he gives you direction on what to do or, or even just peace in the moment. Like you can ask for peace in the midst of a storm, right? And he delivers every single time, and there's just this comfort that only he can bring when you when you bring your petitions to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that's the first thing. Next thing would be reading the word. I mean, we don't always feel like it. We're not always motivated to do the things that we want to do. I don't always feel like, you know, I should have joy right now. I mm-hmm. shouldn't be dealing with anxiety. I shouldn't be dealing with the depression. I shouldn't be dealing with suicidal thoughts. Right? We know that, but we just can't help it sometimes. Mm, sometimes it's chemical. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not just life sucks. It's you don't know how to battle it because you literally can't. Well, mm-hmm. y- when everything else fails, like there's only one person to go to, I, I believe. Yeah. And um, is reading the word. What, the, what God says in his word is, is what I believe is true. And so I'll just remind myself in his word that this is what I should be believing. The world says this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my feelings say this. My flesh say this. My brain says this, right? Um, and I'm feeling like this, yeah. but feelings are fleeting right Mm -hmm. so when i read the word it's like okay this is this is reality i need to remind myself because it says you know we're going to we're going to be caught up in the world and we're going to feel these things um but we have someone that we can turn to and so i'll do that and then not so spiritual but practically i'll work out i'll Mm -hmm. go to the gym I'll, i'll get motivated and i feel like um one of the one of the big things is having having a purpose right um, if we don't have a purpose, then we can feel like there's nothing to our lives. There's no meaning, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure we've all felt that. We're like, I don't have a reason to get up. Well, I was talking to my sister the other day, and um, she was like, I hate running in circles. She's 22, 
right? Okay. So I remember when I was 22, and I, I was doing way worse than she was. So I'm like, you're not you're not doing that bad, but I can I can I can feel what she's feeling. Yeah. Um, she's like, I don't I keep doing the same thing, expecting different results, right? Insanity, mm-hmm. definition yeah. of insanity. Um, and she I, she's like, I hate running in circles. And I said, Well, what are you doing? that is making you tick what's your passion uh-huh. are you are you pursuing something do you have any goals because uh, that's just gonna you're gonna wake up you're gonna go to social media you're gonna chill all day like she's looking for she actually just got a job praise god so Congrats she, to her. yeah so she's uh she's gonna be starting in like two weeks but nice. um but before that she doesn't really do anything and so having nothing to do can lead you to that like feeling like not worthless but like your life has no meaning yeah. which can cause you to slip into depression because like what am i doing here mm-hmm. if you don't have a if you don't have a purpose then you're going to feel purposeless yeah. um and so having that thing that really makes you drive uh you is like you like to hike right you like to work out Mm -hmm. i've seen your transformation that helps you get up every morning when you don't feel like it well at least you have something to look forward to and a goal to achieve um so i feel like i feel like i'm running on a tangent on every question no uh, (laughs) no no, please do like honestly this is great yeah this is this is uh, the last thing would be just finding that thing that that makes you tick that that passion that something that you really want to achieve and just make sure that you go for it every day, and even on days that you don't feel like it. For me, it's working out. For me, it's working out because I used to be a heavy guy. Yeah. I'll get up and I'm like, I can't go backwards. Mm-hmm. I can't go back to what those feelings, those you know, that time of my life. Yeah. I need to stay consistent, even if I fall off. I need to get back on track. Um, and so that's what I do, and that's just my thing. Get away, you know, mm-hmm. for a couple hours. Go pump some iron. Makes you feel good, right? It definitely does. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's number three. I love that. <laughs> yeah, There's two biggies I wanted to deep dive more into a little bit because uh, I can relate to this a lot. And mm-hmm. um, uh, the first one is talking about faith. Uh, I'm not, this isn't a faith-based podcast by any means, but also it was a big fundamental, at least in the recent years for me, mm-hmm. and um, going to like my mental health, uh, has, how life has happened. Mm-hmm. It's for sure gone to like some really heavy lows and... Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm not an avid churchgoer, but I believe that um, something that my grandpa taught me years ago as a kid is that um, nature is like my outdoor version of church. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of being inside in general ever, mm-hmm. so I it, I just can't do that. But I can't be outside. constricted. I huh? can't be constricted <laughs> inside, so I always have to just go outside, and that's the way. Um, I like to say it's like God's um, canvas. I see His beautiful canvas Come every on, day. Bro. That's so, that's awesome. And so that's why, how I interpret it, and that's the way I do it. And um, yeah. I most of the time go alone, so I always just have great conversations by myself with him. Mm-hmm. And um, and he used to talk about like prayer. Um, my aunt told me like, I could vividly remember the moment, and um, she always told me. But there's a moment that kind of like ticked for me, mm-hmm. and um, I, I don't pray, but I talk to him. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever I'm like in a bad moment, I just am like. It always has to be driving too. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Either driving or hiking is like the only two times I really can like for sure just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's I just turn off my music and just talk to him. Just talk. Sweet. And it's always just been something for me that, uh, especially recently, because I've always been um, pressed against it just due to family past with um, faith and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. now coming back um, as a grown adult and interpreting the way that I know I can. can Consume, I guess you will mm, mm-hmm. consume it. Um, it's been like one of the big changes for me. And it's like, well, it's 
minute actions of you know just having a conversation with them or going on my hikes it's always uh it's always been around like that central focus of you know talking to him mm. and just having those deep conversations with him that's awesome and so i think that's really cool that you share that yeah and uh, i also want to talk about uh, working out because it literally was just yesterday i had a conversation um through social media with the second question i have for the day mm-hmm. was um about like what um what things that you do to help you uh, with um, going through your mental health and someone brought it up the gym and I responded to it and then later a friend of mine Amanda had a great post about the gym and we had a deep conversation about it and mm-hmm. uh, the big theme was that the gym couldn't save you mm-hmm. and my response to that whole thought was this is that it's not the gym itself mm-hmm. it's what happens before and after the gym is with including the gym is what oh, creates good. that fundamental thing that's good and you know for sure the gym like in itself there's studies that can link to this that can prove like how um working out and being active can improve your mental health mm-hmm. improve brain function mm-hmm. mind clarity blah 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 mm-hmm. but it's um always the actions and habits that you implement before and after the gym that mm-hmm. really create like that impact of what the gym can really do wow. for someone yeah. and i was like had this really deep intellectual conversation about the gym itself and how it helps with people and mm. saves us if you will mm-hmm. and um with our specific conversation that we had and it was um super underrated and undervalued and like that simple action of just going out and working out but it's not the action itself it's how the intention behind the the action of going to working out, but also what are you doing before and after mm-hmm. that like make it worth it? Mm-hmm. So if you're just going to work out, you're just going to work out. Mm-hmm. For me, it's always been, I go in there with the intent to improve myself, but if I'm not improving myself, to, if I'm just lifting weights, I can lift weights anywhere. I can go lift some boulders if I want to. <laughs> yeah, but it's you go find that, something heavy to pick yeah, up. <laughs> and do that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, it, but it's the actions and things I'm doing and those habits, you know, uh, waking up and going my morning walks, talking to the big man, mm-hmm. having my one-on-one time by myself and eating healthy, uh, doing my outreach stuff. And then every night at nine to 10 o'clock, I go to the gym. Like, that's been my thing and that habit. And, and so it's not the fact that I go to the gym at 10 o'clock that saves me. It's everything I'm doing to implement to make sure that I go to the gym and everything I'm doing afterwards, that's really what's going to be saving me. Wow. That's, that's really good, dude. Yeah. Like, I think you, you hit it right on the nail. Is like not just focusing on being at the gym and like getting addicted to it. Of course, like it's good for people who weren't at the gym before, right? Yeah. To get into that lifestyle, but it's building those daily habits that, that go along with living that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Eating healthy, dude, that's such a big thing. And if I can touch on real quickly, uh, food addiction, that was oh. a big thing for me growing up it's my struggle my family struggles with it always have it's a generational thing once you break that and like realize if you're it doesn't matter what it is like you could be addicted to drugs you'd be addicted to alcohol but food is just as deadly like you can you could like you can overdo it and Mm -hmm. you can become overweight and have all these illnesses that'll kill you right it's just more long term so i feel like even getting that that little part which is actually a big big part of of your healthy lifestyle your healthy healthy change or your fitness lifestyle, but um, I feel like it, it gets you moving in the right direction. Like the gym allows you to go and work out and then that's going to overflow into, okay, well, I already worked out. I don't want to eat unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I want to start eating healthier because I feel like crap at the gym, but at least you went, right? Yeah. And so it's it's so well-rounded and helps you with so many different aspects, let alone 
um, you know, feeling great about yourself, uh-huh. like self-esteem, like that. I feel like I've gained more gained more confidence by working out, you know, just mm-hmm. because I feel better, I feel more active, right? Get a little bit more muscle, you yeah. know, just feel better about yourself. And so I think that's naturally what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was really good, a good point. And I want to just say, like, commend you on that, commend, commend, yes, mm-hmm. biggest word, um, on you know, saying that you're breaking a generational cycle of uh, food addiction. Mm-hmm. And it's not specifically that topic, but that you're breaking a generational issue. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when, as we're talking about, like, mental health, is that um, addictions as a whole, fortunate or unfortunate, I don't know how you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. I I was, I've heard both. I don't really know. It, unfortunately, it, whatever. Unfortunately, fortunately, <laughs> like, for you, it was food addiction. For me, it was food addiction, for sure, being almost 300 pounds, mm-hmm. as I had told you, but also... Being an alcoholic from, for sure, generations wow. uh, before, and then myself, and then um, I was addicted to pills for a good duration of my mm. uh, late teens, early twenties, mm. um, early twenties, I'm twenty four. But uh, so to like go through that and to now have changed, I would say drastically over the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. It's um, that thing of like breaking that generational cycle. Like mm-hmm. I've. Uh, and that's always been like a mindset that I've been trying to always like press on myself is that I'm breaking this habit and breaking this cycle. It's good. And uh, it's like funny to when people ask me like I haven't popped a pill since I was 19. Come on. It, the only pills I have admit to taking is vitamins. Hey, and they say it, that's good for you. So. Uh, vitamins. <laughs> and I haven't taken a vitamin though in two years, so like it's been. So I rarely don't ever take pills. Wow. It, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It's just. Also, I don't really need to take them. Yeah. So that's awesome, dude. So yeah. Anything, Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, beyond a vitamin, it's been five years. Wow. And then I rarely drink alcohol. I've had a beer in two and a half months now. Yeah. And because you like know what's at stake, right? Yeah. You know that your family has dealt with it, and mm-hmm. possibly your kids could deal with it. So it stops with you. Yeah. And I think that that's the biggest thing that this generation could learn is that they don't have to deal with what their parents dealt with, right? Mm-hmm. You can change that. It's just going to take some work, but the more you talk about it, the more people, the more kids are understanding that, you know, you can save them from some, save them from some things. You Definitely. can pull them out of some things, and hopefully help some kids with their mental health, right? Because mm-hmm. of the things that they're dabbling with. So I think that's that's big. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the whole kids thing, and we'll move on to the next question after, mm-hmm. in a second, is that um, it, with regards to, like the mental health of it all, is that sometimes it's not easy to go through those hardships but i think that um there's a big shift in um shifting cultures mm. from this like new generation to an older generation is that there's i think also why there's a lot of like mental health issues coming um apparent is because there's so many younger um people trying to break those like generational like habits and um systems that have been implemented in their lives and like they're mm. feeling so imposed to just keep following those instead of wanting to change and spearhead into like a new generation of Mm -hmm. mindset and thoughts and actions and so i think it's also because during that time for me and i bet you did and i bet so many other people kind of felt alone not entirely you know alone throughout the process because i know you're a man of faith so you always had god by your side Mm -hmm. and i always had um my friends and i also had god by my side you know Mm -hmm. everyone has their person but through most of that time though they're alone because they're isolated they were Mm -hmm. um sometimes alienated because they were breaking that habit in those yeah. systems so it's, it's taboo almost to try it, to fix your fix your isms right isms. to fix your vices <laughs> definitely and 
going into the next question, why do you find mental health for men to still be so taboo? Mm. Um, that's a good question. I believe it's because um, men were supposed. To, we feel like there's supposed to be a standard that we're supposed to have that mm-hmm. we. Um, especially the previous generations, that they're not able to show emotion, that they need to be the strong person for the family, mm-hmm. that they're almost not allowed to deal with this because you know they don't get to. Mm-hmm. That's for the women, that's for the children, but the men, they need to do what they can. And it's, it, I feel like it's inside of us, like we don't want to show emotion, uh-huh. we would rather tough it out, right? Yeah. There's so much talk about just pushing through and you know get through it, like it doesn't matter, get up and get your crap for the day, right? Yeah. Just do it, which that's that's super good, but you know if if you're dealing with something and you don't confront it then it's doesn't mean it goes away it Mm -hmm. means it's just dwelling inside and so I feel like yeah it's really hard for men you know to show emotion some of them right Mm -hmm. Um, some of them who don't like grow up with you know just a mother I feel like people who are um, are raised by their mother and maybe Mm -hmm. not their father can show a little bit more emotion because you know the woman naturally has that inside of her and so but I think yeah it could just be taboo because it's hard at times for men to even express what they're feeling right yeah. a lot of the time especially you know me and my wife like she just wants to talk all the time about what her how her day was or what she's feeling and I'm trying to translate all of that and trying to you know reciprocate uh-huh. and talk to her back and the comfort and I'm not the best because of my father you know yeah, yeah. my father what he had a really rough upbringing and he's not emotional whatsoever and so it's hard for me to translate that when that's all I, that's what I learned from my father it's kind yeah. of just like oh, okay well okay well what do you want me to do about it you uh-huh. know it's <laughs> you know and so it's hard to bring those topics up for uh-huh. us as men we just want to push it down yeah. we just want to suppress it as much as we can because we're going to be okay mm-hmm. and although that might be true the problem may never go away and it still will come up unless you actually face it talk about it I know you were talking about therapy. I don't know if you yeah. do that, but I feel like that's awesome. I needed that when I was younger. I did get it, and it was awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And shoot, I may even sign up for it now because it's good to talk to somebody and get that stuff off of your chest. And to be able, maybe something you're dealing with, something you may not even know until you bring it up in conversation. You're like, wow, don't you just feel relieved after expressing that? And kind of, it's almost like defeating it once yeah. you get it out in the open. What comes out of darkness goes into light, and eventually God will bring it to light. And it's like, man, hey, I don't, I'm not trying to deal with this anymore. Get that out. The more you talk about it, the more it gets released. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's hard for people who don't have that outlet, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's having that outlet. Who do you have somebody to talk to, right? We we should have a couple friends that we're able to share our intimate things with, right? I have a good buddy in the Bay Area who's like one of my best friends, and we'll talk about just anything, right? Yeah. I can call him at any moment and be like, hey, dude, I'm dealing with this, or he'll call me and. and well, I'll call him more than he'll call me, but, <laughs> but uh, you should have that person to be able to trust, right? Mm-hmm. And it may not be your spouse. You, you may not be, if, you, if you're married, you may not be able to share everything with your spouse because mm-hmm. maybe you're actually fighting with your spouse. Well, yeah. Who are you going to talk to, right? That's, that's positive about it. You mm-hmm. should have somebody because it's, it's hard for us to, to do that. So that's what I think. No, I, I, I appreciate that. And um, t- um, I'm going to start from end and go backwards and... Uh, saying that it's definitely so important and um i think um not having your people and sometimes i think that's well for sure when i was younger was the issue was i didn't know who to call Mm. i didn't know who i hadn't to who always always had my back Mm. which 
that stems from all kinds of other problems of like trust and loyalties and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But now, now seeing like as I'm older and stuff, having found like my people that I can I have like three people I can always call for the most part no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I and if I can't like I know why and who are the who else I can call. Mm-hmm. And um, when I'm going through like a bad time or or through a specific problem, I, okay, I can call this person and get mm-hmm. through this and mm-hmm. hear that unbiased opinion yeah. and to just to get through it. And for sure has helped me. I haven't been to therapy in now since 2018. Mm. Since 2018. So it's been a while, but uh, even then it was, I had my therapist, Lauren, who is amazing. I wish I could work with her again because she was just amazing. Mm-hmm. But since then I've learned to have to find like, okay, those certain people and uh, I think that for gentlemen, maybe not so much now, but I think with that transitioning generation from an older mindset to this new mm-hmm. um, modern view, I guess you yeah. put it as. Yeah, the younger generation. The younger generation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that transitioning group that don't know who to call, how to call, and why. Mm. And I, I think that's um, something that I think some action step someone can take away from this is like write down who are your three people and really good and maybe audit those three people make sure that they are your foundational people Mm -hmm. not to be mad or frustrated or ugly about whether or not they are or not but so that at least you know that okay this person's got my back if i need it yeah for just a simple call or conversation or whatever yeah and so i think that's something that's really big and i think you know something super simple but something that can be actionable and can be done tonight if they wanted to totally so i think that's um sure i might do that tonight dude that's big and um to piggyback off that if you can't if you can't trust that person with the stuff that you have to tell them then they probably aren't that good of a candidate or probably aren't that good of a friend you you should know right yeah like who that person is and go talk to them and and um right off the bat just be able to just share things and not feel like they're judging you or they're criticizing you right because Mm -hmm. you know exactly who you're who you're supposed to talk to if that's the case but um i feel like yeah it's going to help you weed out a lot of people that you may feel like are for you but Mm -hmm. really they don't have the time for you so if anything it could be a positive thing and really picking and choosing who your people are Mm -hmm. and like you said auditing going and and just sharing things having a conversation with them and um you'll get a reaction right Mm -hmm. but ultimately like that's you're doing good for yourself and you're possibly doing good for the other person because everyone needs somebody to talk to a phone call from an old friend is like you know that feeling you get after like man i haven't talked to them in such a long time and it was just such a good conversation it 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 does something to you right Mm -hmm. um and we're supposed to have relationships like we're supposed to have a community and Mm -hmm. the more we're you know active with our community i feel like that will also help us not get isolated not feel that like oh i'm alone with it'll help you realize that there are people that you can talk to yeah you just have to go out reach out you know Mm -hmm. so i think that's good I think we should do that. I'll probably do that. Get my, my buddy a phone call on the way home. <laughs> so, hey, how you doing? What's up, man? <laughs> I like that. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up was um, uh, how you said you referred a lot of, like, how you respond to certain emotions, especially when just regarding, like, your conversation with you and your wife. It's mm-hmm. like you think about your dad and how he responded. Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's um, maybe more of, like, an emotional response that she wish she can get because you have that masculine kind of mindset from how you were brought up yeah. and for me it's ironic because it's the total opposite mm. um, my parents were divorced when I was really young mm. so and my mom raised me for 
one-on-one at least like I was in her house uh, predominantly for a lot of like my adolescent years up until I was like 12 mm-hmm. so during that time she always like implemented like you're the man of the house because mm-hmm. I didn't really have a stepdad during that time just for maybe a short period but even then um, so she always like pressed into this like you're the man of the house you, mm-hmm. you know you had to be this way and act this way and yeah. so on and so forth and so I think that's uh, crazy to think about now like looking back of like damn like a 10 year old you know has to yeah think like that yeah it's that's, that's way too soon <laughs> yeah yeah and it, quite honestly I think it helped me in a certain way to at least now I think because I, I wouldn't be here mm-hmm. but for sure too young for a kid to have to a kid to think like that mm-hmm. and um on the opposite end though my dad was very um since I really saw him he was like always the one to just listen and be more therapeutic and um be just more of an open ear and open shoulder to like lean on mm-hmm. to when I was going through bad times and it's um very interesting to ha- grow up in that kind of dichotomy of a household mm-hmm. household if you will because um, I was very opposite like uh, very opposite in how that worked because my mom was always one that taught me that kind of traditional masculine man- mindset and viewpoint and then mm-hmm. my dad was the opposite and I think um what I'm going to lead into, leading into, is this: is that um, it always super, it starts so much younger than we expected to think, mm-hmm. um, expected to be. Yeah. Of how we respond to our emotions, how we think, how we're able to communicate our thoughts and feelings. Totally. And um, you know, I hope a parent is listening to this, and you know, kids are listening to this. That's it. Maybe not. Um, but younger people are at least listening to this and understanding that um, it starts really young, and uh, those small little things that you might not think are really impacting them in the long run really do Hmm. and that um to really audit how you're raising your children auditing how you're responding to their hard times or their hard moments Hmm. and make sure that um you're able to educate them and at least guide them in a direction to be able to go to you during those tough times that you are a person on the roster that they can trust or that they can trust in you to go to during hard times Mm -hmm. because for me I can't go to certain people in my family like blood related Mm -hmm. because of that reason Mm -hmm. and so for sure to think about that as um, someone that's younger going growing up is like those sides and parents to think about that something I really think is um, super under considered absolutely yeah it it starts really young you're absolutely right nature versus nurture you hear that (laughs) that thing like how you were raised really shapes you and molds you and so you could be carrying a lot of those things that unfortunately your parents did Mm -hmm. but again that goes back to at some point when you realize that you have the option you have the choice if you're listening to this you have the choice to make those changes you just have to get you have to make those action steps Mm -hmm. to change it figure out how I'm supposed to help how I'm supposed to get better and then make those decisions and take those actions to get better Mm -hmm. you don't have to sit in it you don't have to say oh okay you know, that's, this is just who I am, or this is how I was raised, and so therefore this is who I am, definitely you can change it. There's a way, you know? Mm-hmm. You just have to seek help. Talk to somebody, Yeah. you know? Pray to God. <laughs> if, that's that. your, if that's your thing. Um, I like that. And um, again, I, I just want to say like, thank you for um, talking about God and your faith. Because, um, yeah, sure. It's a fundamental to you, and uh, was actually a big fundamental for uh, the first episode, Hector Reyes. You talked heavily about mm. his faith, 
and Mr. Make Time. Mr. Make Time. Mm, the man. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And uh, you know, I think it's something that is isn't discussed and that could be a whole other episode. Probably. <laughs> but um, it's uh, I just greatly appreciate that you do that. Of course, and man. are talking about it because yeah. it's um, for sure something that's helped me, and then I'm pretty sure many other people. Absolutely. So going to the last question, which I'm actually really excited about because you you brought some anticipation about it, so I'm really <laughs> excited to hear it. What is the one saying or quote that comes to mind during hard times? Okay, so as everyone probably guessed, it's a scripture. Okay. And uh, it's Philippians 4, chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I know that's kind of a lot. But if you break it down, it's basically saying if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling like you're having suicidal thoughts and you're really at your lowest low, you can come to God in any situation and petition to him, come to him, and he will present peace because he is the God of peace. That's one of his names. He's got a bunch of them. And one of them happens to be the Prince of Peace because that's what he delivers. When you, when you call onto him, mm-hmm. he, he always answers and he returns it with um, joy with peace or he just comforts you in in a way that no one else can mm-hmm. I felt it personally so that's why I'm passionate about it yeah. and so um, yeah I don't I hate to get too spiritual no, but do. that's it. immediately when when you asked me to come on the show I'm like yeah. okay this is how I dealt with it and so hopefully someone hears it and you know they can deal with it in this way or maybe they're lo- searching for something and maybe God's that thing that they're searching for um, and I know that prayer helps me a bunch and it, mm-hmm. it almost just wipes everything that I'm dealing with kind of you know, fresh slate in a yeah. sense. And so, um, yeah, that's one of those ones that I live by and it's helped me through many tough times. And so I just wanted to share that with, with y'all. Hopefully it helps. It helped me out. I, I really like that a lot. Yeah. That was, wow. Powerful like dude. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, I really appreciate this conversation. I, it turned out way better than I expected, which is, <laughs> I love when that happens. Heck yeah. Um, I really appreciate it and you know having a heavy conversation like this on a topic like this it isn't easy like it's not just like you know waddling through stuff no it's it's heavy and you know to be able to have this like very open and transparent and um very real conversations i really appreciate that you're in and involved with this so i thank you so much man dude i appreciate you for asking me to be on i'm honored and i think what you're doing here is pretty cool you don't see it too often and yeah. i think it's needed and I hope many people hear this and they get something from it. And Thank I know you. that, you know, you're going to hit that goal. And if you don't, you're going to get pretty darn close. <laughs> you know, I'll help out. I'll pitch in for sure. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So uh, I up. appreciate it. And uh, with that, uh, any last comments, thoughts, anything going on in your life you want to share, anything like that, I want to have this floor for you. Um, yeah, if you're dealing with something, definitely reach out to, to someone that you trust. You know, call a professional, see a therapist, do the things that there's resources out there you just have to take that step in order to to get help mm-hmm. you know it's it may be tough in this season but you know tomorrow is a new day and you know sun sun always comes the following day it may be dark for a night mm-hmm. but you know tomorrow could be totally different so don't you know don't sit and dwell on what today has brought you just mm-hmm. look forward to you know a new day because help could be right around the corner just got to reach out so I like that. Yeah. Uh, a really great friend of mine, um, her grandpa, uh, her late grandpa, he's um, now not with us, but um, he 
he says something. I never got to meet him, but that was from that. I was always told uh, she always told me uh, it was a quote of his is whenever she was going through a bad time was tomorrow's gonna be another beautiful day mm. and since being here uh, my friend uh, literally every time I'm going through a bad moment this has been a few years now uh, think about that quote yeah if I'm going through a bad time you know what it's not a bad day it's just a bad day it's not a bad life and tomorrow will just be another beautiful day mm-hmm. totally so I well, agree. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. To everyone that's listening, um, I greatly appreciate y'all listening to this. This is an important and passionate project of mine. Uh, please go follow Gary. He's an amazing man. Uh, great new friend. Just relatively uh, met him not too long ago. And really, I just greatly appreciate him being in my life. Um, this podcast episode is one of three so far. We have many more to come. And this project is going to be something that's gonna be big. I have a really strong confidence in it. I believe so too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, please share this. Um, share the link to the donation page. It's all be in the description below. Donate. Donate. Help a man. Grow a stash. <laughs> Help a man. <laughs> Do it. Do it. And yeah, I greatly appreciate y'all. I hope you have a beautiful day, and I'll talk to you more later. Thank you.